This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome into Players Only with Chiefs Radio Network color analyst Danon Hughes. Nice slant route. This is a business decision. You know you're going to take a lump. And former linebacker Sean Barber. There's a thing called street justice. You take care of yours. Yeah. You take care of your family. Take care of your What's going on, Kansas City? What's going on, Chiefs Kingdom? We are back in the building. Players Only, back again. We got a guest in the studio. Actually, he's not in the studio, but he is in the building somewhere. Uh, we'll get to him uh, in a moment, but the phone lines, text lines are open, 913-586-7610, players only. We're going to have a little bit of a up-and-down month coming up with the game in Germany and Thanksgiving and the bye week, et cetera. So be able, stay tuned for when we will be on the air each and every week and and. I'll make sure you guys get that information. But as we do each and every week, we start off the show talking about the previous game. And this previous game was another win for our Chiefs. It was great to see, great to be a part of, uh, great to see the continued dominance over our AFC West foes. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Somebody just came in the, the room. Uh, Two minutes late, actually three minutes late. Uh, it is none other than Mr. Sean Barber. Sean Barber, good to see you back in here. A little bit late, but, you know, not on time, but good to see you back. I got a contract. In my contract, it tells me I need to be here before 6.05. See, there we go. Sean Barber I'm, I'm, is back. Let me just let me know Sean right Barber has decided, he has decided that he will grace us with his presence once a month during the season, and it will be towards the latter part of the month. So he actually proactively contacted me and reminded me that he would be here and that I was just supposed to be, like, jumping for joy and all happy that he was going to be at, be back. Julio was supposed to be... You know, we were supposed to be doing cartwheels in the hallway because Sean Barber was back with us. And then as I'm introducing him, trying to give him some props, trying to show him love, he's outside, not even paying attention to what he's supposed to be doing. How disrespectful is that from a defensive player? And you guys already know, if you listen to my show for the last four-plus years, you know how I feel about defensive guys anyway. And he's playing right into that stereotype right now. 
Get <sighs> we in Kansas City, man. We love. Get the defense. Let me some get love. back on task get here. Get defense some love, bro. Let me get back on task. Get a We're talking love. about the the Chargers and the Chiefs this past win barbershop. I'm gonna because I, I'm I'm feeling a little disrespected right now because you just feel like you could just walk up into my show any old kind of time and way that uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to woosaw over here for a second. I'm going to give you the platform to tell us about your assessment of this Chiefs Chargers and the last matchup. I mean, I appreciate that. So you sit over there and just... Forget it. You sit over there and be easy, man. First of all, let's correct some of the things you, you, you started off in your monologue about me Texting with all this expectation, this you know, I'm a don't no don't do it, don't you do it, don't do it, man. These jokers are in here with hand signals, like trying to get wonk wonks on me and stuff like that. I just said about three words, but at the end of the day, I texted the man to say, "Hey, we talked about this early. I was just reminding you the last Thursday of every month I'll be on the show." So we wouldn't have extra guests, you know, wasting guests. And I'm like, hey, man, just give you what you text me for. Like, I don't know that. You know, it gets so, so much, so much venom. Sorry, we got some technical difficulties here, Barbershop. I don't know what happened to your mic. Uh, we'll, we'll hopefully be able to get you back on air in a second. I'll just go ahead and start, Barbershop, when I talk about this last win against the Chargers. Uh, it was a great win. Great to see. I'll start with the defense. I know if your mic was working, you would be able to talk. You'd want to talk about the defense first. So I, I'll fill in the gap because you know we're on air now. We're finally on air. Um, so yes, the defense stepped up to the challenge. I thought they did a great job, especially at the halftime adjustments. Uh, actually, even before halftime. But even I mean, when you talk about specifically after halftime and what they were able to do. Uh, to me, it just continues down the right road. Yes, we got a, a huge loss with Nick Bolton at the linebacker position. And Barbershop, when we get the techni- technical difficulties, I'm sure you'll have something to share about the linebacker position because you played there. But um, the way we were able to disrupt Justin Herbert in that game I thought was outstanding. The way Steve Spagnolo drew up some different defenses – to confuse him, there were multiple times in that game where I saw him double clutch, question his his eyes, question his progression. Uh, there were times where there were Keenan Allen was open over the middle of the field, and he just seemed like he was rattled and didn't really want to throw the ball because he wasn't sure. And that's exactly what you want to see at this level. Very rarely do you see that, especially with a guy that's in his fourth year. Uh, in the NFL and and has had the prowess and accolades of Justin Herbert with all the potential in the world. But that's just a credit to our defense. And the young bucks, the young talent, the Thundercats on that defense that get the job done. Great to see Drew Tranquil uh, get an opportunity to go against his former team. Uh, Barbershop, you played for multiple teams in the league. You know the emotions that go into that. And to be able to not only come out on top as a team, but to be a part of a dominant part of the football in doing so uh, is great for him, great for he and his family. Uh, it's not any disrespect or disloyalty to your former team when that happens. It's just a nat- nat- natural part of the game. Uh, I had a chance. I played a brief stint with the New Orleans Saints, and it was during the preseason. 
and we got a chance to practice and scrimmage against the Chiefs, and it was a high for me. And so I can't even imagine what it would have been for you and guys like Drew to actually play the regular season games against your former teams. And you draw up all of that vitriol. You draw up disrespect. You draw up all of the emotions because you want to show that team what, they're, what they lost, what they missed. And for him to be able to be that guy on the field and then have to take over the helm when Nick Bolton uh, was knocked out of the game with his wrist – Uh, I just put myself as a former player in that mindset. And that's one of the great things about being in the broadcast booth with Mitch is that there are times where, although I'm a fan, there are times I can actually put myself back into the football mindset and think as a player's thinking because I have to draw from that in the booth. When I'm trying to to paint the color of the game, if you're listening to us on 106.5 The Wolf, there's there's aspects, Josh Klingler, Mitch Holtis, uh, Dan Israel, they'll be able to tell you there's times where I get stirred up in the booth because I feel some of that that player energy or former player energy, and I put myself in the mindset at times um, where whether it's the Raiders coming in and stomping on our logo, whether it's being a player having to play against your former team, whether it's uh, some of the trash talk and bulletin board material you may hear during the week, uh, from the Bengals or what have you, uh, calling uh, Arrowhead Burrowhead. Like those are the things, and I'm sure Barbershop can attest to that. All right, now, now we, now we crossing boundaries, and I, I feel a certain way about that. I can't do nothing about it at 52 years old, but I can feel it still. Uh, so to to be a team in the Chargers that seems to always be picked to to unseat the Chiefs. Uh, for several years, they were always supposed to be the team that was supposed to represent the AFC West in the playoffs. They were supposed to be a team that is a number one seed caliber type of team. Um, and to see them to go down again the way they did, uh, to see how our offense flourished, first passing, catch, catch TV, first, first reception, t- touchdown reception for Isaiah Pacheco, uh, see MVS come through with the big 46-yard touchdown catch, uh, the big plays that we're continuing to get and mount up with Rasheed Rice. Uh, to me, this offensive line, what they're able to do uh, in pass protection, and we, we vacated the run game for a large part of this game because it was like uh, blood was in the water in regards to the passing game. And we were going to pass the ball. They, did, they couldn't figure out how to cover – Travis Kelsey, they couldn't figure out how not to leave our receivers open and allow us to make plays. And so we didn't force feed the run game as other teams might do. We just went with what was going well for us, and it was successful. So a huge win, uh, separating ourselves in the AFC West. Again, the fact that the other three teams in our division uh, are all sub-500 while we're sitting where we're sitting, to me, is – Great to be at. This is probably the best position you can possibly be in. The Broncos are two and five. The Chiefs six and one, and every other team sub five hundred as well. We got the Broncos coming up. We'll talk more about that later. But I'm assuming Barbershop, your your microphone is back on. Make sure we testing got, one. Two. I'm, I'm just like go. beast mode. There you go. I'm like beast mode. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The phone lines, text lines open, 913-586-7610. Barbershop, I'm going to give you the floor. 
hopefully we don't have any electron electrical issues anymore and you can go ahead on your do your thing about this Chargers game. Julio's back there on that keyboard on that ma- the mainstream like a gremlin <laughs> pulling all the wires behind my mic and stuff like that. I ain't I don't appreciate that. Hey man. At at the end of the day, man, you know what you know what happened and I don't know if anybody wants to admit it. The Chiefs are in a position where they're just stacking good days of practice upon good days of practice. And then they actually go out and perform and they're having great games. They're doing they're, they're fundamentally doing what they need to do each week to grow as a unit. Um, and, and though injuries happen, whether it's um, to the wide receiver Watson or as to uh, Bolton as a Mike linebacker, there's that next man up attitude because the guys are practicing and putting in the preparation time. Um, and nobody's coming in feeling like, hey, I'm just coming in to play a certain role. No, I'm coming in to be a linebacker. That means I play Mike, Will, Sam. I got to know the nickel Mike, the nickel Will. Um, I got to know what all the parts do. Um, and then in the secondary, the same, the, the same thing goes. Guys are just able to play uh, so many different positions um, because they're not being uh, pigeonholed to being just a safety, just mm-hmm. a corner, just a nickel. Um, and, and Snead has always been that type of player. You don't know on a snap to snap whether he's playing a, uh, a back-end safety, a box safety, uh, the nickel, or the outside corner. You don't know where that young man's going to line up. So it's so hard for an offense to game plan when you don't have the tendencies on our players to really go off of. And then at halftime, we have the ability to adjust that, have guys really uh, melt to the, to, the, to the receivers that are running the routes that this guy covers the best. So let's go ahead and put McDuffie on this guy. Barbershop, I want I want to I want you to give more insight on the adjustments because I talked about this during the broadcast and I think a lot of fans think we go into halftime, we got this 12 to 13 minutes for halftime and our coaches are drawing up stuff on the board and we're going to change x y and z. When really, and this is my assessment, you tell me about the defensive side if I was correct. You've practiced a, B, C, D, E, F, G all week. Yep. And you start off the game with A, B, and C, recognizing that D, E, and F, G will possibly work. You just don't know when you'll start implementing those. And then at halftime or after a quarter or maybe even after a certain series, you say the tweak is E and G. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not You're not revising anything. It's just – you're tweaking things. So when we generally talk about halftime adjustments or in-game adjustments, it's not that we scrapped the whole game plan that we practiced all week with. It's more about we just tweaked it, but it is stuff that we still worked on all week. Yeah. So like, let's say from a corner position you want to start off with all our corners being outside leverage, heavy outside man pushing, funneling all the receivers to the middle of the field just to see what that's going to create on the offense, what kind of routes that's going to create, how they're going to adjust the plays, how the receivers are going to adjust their routes. And then, okay, you give up some plays, and maybe the outside man made us uh, a little bit more vulnerable to that big run breaking because the, the safety had to come from a center field straight up versus coming from a half field, mm-hmm. kind of like a um, outside the hashes, hashes type, yeah. type angle. And so you realize, okay, you know, let's get away from that. Let's get away from the single high safety. Let's go to a split safety. Well, since we go split safety, let's move the, the corners and nickels into inside leverage now because now we're seeing that, you know, we can hang heavy on the inside and they're having some struggles getting off of the jams, make them br- break routes off a little bit earlier than they want because that what it does, it makes the quarterback hold the ball longer. a little bit longer because we're not giving them those free releases like we did in the first half. And so on offense – 
you know, the Chargers probably went into the locker room saying, hey, we got to be able to continue to run our routes. They're giving us inside releases. Hey, There's a couple of plays we had where Keenan Allen was wide open. We, we didn't hit him. But let's come back to that in the second half. You're going to get a free release, so be ready to catch it. Hey, um, you know, Herbert, mm -hmm. be ready to hit him real, real quick with the ball, this and that. But then we adjust our leverage, and now we're having balls being batted up. We're getting, you know, rerouting receivers. He's holding on to the ball. He's getting a little bit nervous. Where are these pass – where's Amanda Hugh? Where, 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 where's Chris mm -hmm. Jones at? And so his clock is getting sped up way faster than it was the first half, and they start making the mistakes. That leads to sacks. That leads to batted balls, turnovers, and interceptions. And like he thought, said, just a tweak. Yeah, and, and it's like what I thought was there ain't there. Yep. And that's, where, that's the beauty of coaching uh, as well as um, – players being coachable one last point before we go to break I thought one of the great plays in the game unfortunate but great plays was when Nick Bolton went down barbershop I know you recognize it he tried to get off the field but he was smart enough to go down on the sideline but still on the field of play to force a timeout to be called by the officials for injury Part of the reason, it wasn't that he wasn't tough enough to go off the field. Part of the reason why he went off the went to the end and then fell was because he has the green dot on defense and they have to switch helmets with Drew Tranquil because he would be the green dot then. If he just runs off the field with an injury, there's no player on the field with the green dot. Therefore, there's no communication that, uh, that Spags and the coaches can have with the defense until the next timeout comes so he was smart enough to get down on the field of play to force the officials to call the timeout so that the helmets can be thrown out there from Alan Wright and the equipment staff and we can hit the ground running that's coaching as well when we come back we're gonna get to hot takes spitfire takes see if Sean Barber's mic is still gonna be on Players only with Dane and Hughes, Thursday night starting at 6 o'clock on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on and podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 610 Sports Radio. Bono looking to pass the football. Goes in the nice. middle. Passes cut. Touchdown Kansas City. Nice. Touchdown Chiefs. Touchdown Chiefs. Danny Hughes took the ball over the middle from Steve Bono. First and 10 for the Chiefs at the 14 of the Gators. Halfback pass. Marcus Allen right side. Touchdown Kansas City. Danny Hughes from Marcus Allen. 
expert analysis, experts, and views News from and Chiefs views. Radio Network color analyst <laughs> Damon Hughes. Uh, 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 this so-called number one defense so-called in the NFL that hadn't defense. played anybody, hadn't played anybody during the last part of the season. What you, what you, my hype man? Are you uh, flavor flavor? You flavor flavor of this public enemy? Hey man, I, always, I know about the 808, bro. The TR 808, you know about it. Man. All right, we are back, players only. Second quarter of the show. We went a little long in the first quarter because we had technical difficulties. No, nah, you just long winded. You was just long winded. Don't with play, this, don't, with don't this microphone. On me. But I'm glad that Julio came in, got it rectified, and barbershop. Julio, I'm opening up the door. The phones, li- the phone lines, and text lines are open. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Text us. I, f- I see a few. We'll tackle those in the third quarter. Can I ask two as questions? As well. I just but, want to ask two quick questions. But two quick before questions. we go into our Spitfire hot takes. Just two quick questions. Because I have a guest, not a co-host anymore, yeah, but I have a, a guest, guest in so, studio. So be curious. So I have to direct the show accordingly. Can I have two questions, Julio? Two questions? Real quick. How can I be late when I'm already in the building? And how can I run long when I don't get allowed to talk? I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's like even when I'm right, I'm wrong. That's how I feel sometimes. But I, I didn't say I you well one I didn't say you ran late. I digress. talking. But you did come in late. I had this whole long drawn out, you know, praise for you that I was going to open up you did to, that to introduce me. you and as I looked across the table, See? you weren't there. Dang, I just yeah. saw the rain outside, the darkness outside and uh not the darkness inside. <laughs> See, I'm talking about that's what that's what two Americas. You like a crab in a bucket trying to pull us All down. All right, give me your hot Spitfire hot take. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna be nice in the second quarter. Don't push it though, because I got my finger on the button. Anyway, <laughs> so one thing we need to know in the NFL, I know. I mean, we talked about this over and over. Everybody's talking about the lack of points, lack of scoring. What is going on with the NFL? Has the rules changed? Uh, swung so far to the offense that now the offense is, you know, maybe uh, feeling a little entitled, like they're supposed to score 40 or 30-some points a game. Man, can we give a little credit to the guys on the defensive side? Maybe the guys on the defense have had enough. They've had enough of all the rules changes. You can't hit the quarterback, can't hit the wide receiver. Uh, Running backs are protected. Um, Unnecessary roughness against the player because he's not ready for you to hit him. All of the rules for years and years and years have been designed to help the offense get the ball across the goal line. And it's been so many rules when you add that and compound it with all the uh, analytics that are telling them to go for it on fourth down, they have been doing themselves a disservice in scoring by not taking the, the three points, not taking the field goals, not, not understanding the, 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 the opportunity to score each and every possession is critical at the highest level. You cannot take analytics in the pros and use that as your guiding light as a football coach. You got to coach with guts and instincts, and I think there's too many teams in the league that are looking at computers and stats and analytics to tell them when to go for it on fourth down instead of looking at their players in the eyes and and, and, and man-on-man, mano-on-mano. Is my offensive line tougher than your defensive line? Then I'm going to go get that one yard. And if they ain't, and I see there's some uh, 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 – Philadelphia Eagle-type offensive line, I mean, defensive lines across the board, and I know we ain't got a chance. Well, guess what, guys? We're taking the field goal, and we're going to try and wait until next possession to go for a touchdown. So that's my hot take. I just think that overall there's too much analytics being called, being used to decide when to go for it, when not to go for it, and it's time for these coaches, not Andy Reid, but the rest of the league, to get back to good old-fashioned coaching and, and, and using some gut and some instincts when you're deciding when to go for it and when not to. 
I knew it was the we one. We don't got love. We don't got love for defense on this show no more. Before we opened my mouth. I we, knew it was coming. We used to have love for the West Coast. We don't got we don't got love for y'all defense love no Snoop? more. You ain't, no, you ain't got no love for Snoop. We ain't got no love for Snoop. We ain't got East no Coast? love for this. You ain't got no love for the West Coast. This okay. East Coast show. This is Biggie. No, uh, this is notorious Big I show now. I heard so much about New Jersey over this last couple of days. Certain cats I've been hanging. Uh, G Steels. Uh, Dante lives in Jersey. Dante now. Art Steel. Uh, whoever. All these. I mean, I, every time I turn around, some cat telling me he went from. In Jersey. Hotbed of talent. It's a hotbed of talent in Jersey. It's a hotbed for something. Especially in North Jersey. I don't know about them cats from South Jersey. North Jersey is where it's at. Shout out to Bayonne. Oh, Lord. There we go. All right, my hot take is officiating. I feel like it's it's an annual. Real ballplayers don't argue about officiating, but go ahead. It's an annual ritual for me to address officiating, and my Hawkeyes well, and took the back seat to bad officiating. I've been active on social media, Julio, all <laughs> week long, arguing with people, non-athletes, people never obviously returned punts, never even played in a football game, never mind a big, a big college football game, a pro football game. Barbershop, I am here to tell you, I feel like I was a good athlete in my day. Yes, I returned punts at the NFL level, and – just generally speaking, you have athletic kids. I have athletic kids. We've worked out with them. We've done different things. You watch, as you said, you watch the game intently. I watch it, you know, in an analyst way. And there are certain things that you can do body-wise body and functional that when it happens on the field, there's a reason why. So yes. if you've ever run full speed, or you've ever run towards the line of scrimmage, backed away from the line of scrimmage, run side to side, and one of your arms is pointing somewhere, the other arm at times will be used to keep your balance because you're not running with the same gait. For all you people out there that don't know about gaits, it's when your arms are pumping and your hands are near your hips and you're pumping in an efficient motion like you're running track and a sprint. But if you're not doing that, there are times where your arms go out, they might wave, they might do something else to keep your balance. Perfect example, are you baseball players or baseball fans? When you watch a runner run from home plate to second base, guess what? Their left arm will go out and get away from their body because they are making a turn and going somewhere different. They're still running full speed, but there's a different movement with one of their arms. Trust me, I know, because it was one of the, one of the issues I had when I was coming out of college and I was running and, and doing the 40-yard sprint and doing all these drills for the combine is that my left arm, was, I was treating, my body was treating my left arm like I was still playing baseball, and I had to learn how to keep my elbow in. Anyway, the officials missed the call. It's a stupid application to the rule, mm. not just because it was my Hawkeyes that, um, that were the, the negative beneficiary of it. It's just one of those rules, and we've been around sports long enough to know when something is applied in any sport and when you know it's applied by somebody that didn't play the sport and doesn't know the sport. And it bothers me that you take away a big play on the home field, a touchdown with one minute, 21 seconds left in the game, 
that you apply some stupid application to the rule by somebody that has no idea what their what what movements actually happen and it's unnecessary it's not like a hit to the head it's not like a late hit on the sideline it's not like it's detrimental to anybody and it's not like it fools people like the ball hit the ground it doesn't fool people to point and have one arm below when i was a punt returner the officials came up to me almost before every punt when i was standing back there dana make sure it's clear over your head make sure you wave it clean all right make sure it's over your head that's what that's the that's what they do. Just like on the sideline, they'll tell you, hey, you know, number 95, you're almost close to being in, in the neutral zone. Move it back. They give you those those warnings. And the fact that the officials implemented themselves in that game, I thought it was a, a severe detriment to my Hawkeyes as well as to college football because ultimately what's gonna happen is they're gonna come back and adjust that rule, basically admitting fault, but it's too late. Thank you. I was going to say, when did, when did players only become college players? I mean, are we, are we, are we, we talk about everything here. We, we don't talk about race. I we mean, don't talk about. Come on, man. As, mu- as much as many ga- things. We got to go to break. Ideas, I'm t- all the stuff we got to talk about with our Chiefs and the Broncos. Oh when is the game? end of November You're coming? You're about to go to Germany. When, which which, about, which we, week are you coming Hill, back in November? Tyreek Hill about to be back when on the When we come field. back. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Want to talk about some? Thank Hawkeyes. goodness that the end of November is Thanksgiving and we won't have a show because then Barbershop will have to wait until December to come back. But when we come back, it's halftime. We're gonna get to the text line, the phone lines. I see you, Dan. We're gonna get to you next. Maybe we'll let Sean Barber chat with you also. Players only with Dane and Hughes Thursday night starting at six o'clock on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, six ten Sports Radio. He gets buried. He gets destroyed by Sean Barber. That's all you get. You just get a taste, Sean Barber, because you're a guest. You act like I don't know that song. You can't take residence up. You can't take residence on players only anymore. About how much airtime? Me and Julio giving steal signs here. We got rubbed across the bill of my cap. Y'all changed all the communications, all the hand signals up. That's what happens. I ain't ain't like the. uh, I, I don't need to go back to the college and talk about Michigan stealing signs. Sky, 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 I pass. Who, I didn't care about that. I that's not my take. Because it ain't your school. It ain't your school. But I would say this: if you're a that team, my hot take, if you're a you baseball go... team or a college football team or any team, and you are dumb enough to have signs that are stealable, <laughs> and they got stolen, that's on you. I, I all is fair on that. Right, now, as long as they're not video, like as long as they're not like. Why though did the whole Michigan sideline? Got to point to the sky. Why, why couldn't they just have one guy that go like this? One guy. Hey, guy, the guy in the gold shirt, defense, look over there. He going to give you the sky means pass. He going to give you the, 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 the ground means run. No, they got they told the signals to the whole bench. So the whole bench over there jumping up in there. You got to make sure you're on one accord. You got to make sure you're on one accord. All right, we are back. Third quarter. We got the text line. The phone line's open. I want to go. I'm going to give you. So I'm going to give you the platform, Barbershop, the 913 text. For NFL players who play for multiple teams and don't have a strong connection to their hometown area, how do they pick where they, when they settle, where the, fans love, uh, where the fans love the most, where they had most success, most friends, best tax situation? Basically, he's asking Dang. why All or what, what goes into, like, you're from Richmond, Virginia. I'm from Jersey. Born and why are we here? Was there what went into those decisions? I mean, it was it was hard not to once I retired to go back to VA, uh, not go back to my hometown. Uh, obviously, 
Uh, I played for the, Rich, the University of Richmond in college, and I then I went up to the Redskins, which are now the Commanders. So I had a lot of connections, even you know, from my college and my pro days with the state of Virginia. Um, but just, I mean, at the end of the day, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta grow. You gotta grow as a person. You gotta elevate. Now, to, you know, the head of a household. Uh, got a wife and kids, uh, five boys and a girl, and to be honest, education became my priority. So it wasn't about the tax bracket or the, the, the uh, income uh, increase or the maybe it's an income decrease. You know, once you leave mm-hmm. the league, your income your income decreases yep. greatly. Yep. Um, or any kind of tax breaks. Um, the price of living in the Midwest is great. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a side note, but the, the education in the Blue Valley system was what we found to be second to none. Um, I had uh, kids going to Montessori schools in Houston, uh, in Philadelphia. There's some great schools there, but the the, the, uh, the schools I found in the Blue Valley School District, um, Christ Lutheran, uh, Heritage Christian, um, then Blue Valley North, uh, Miege, and now my son is a freshman, uh, Deacon Barber's a freshman at Blue Valley playing football and baseball. Uh, the education they're receiving at these these institutions is phenomenal. Yeah, and uh, both my both my parents was teachers, and they definitely instilled a, a emphasis and a priority on education. Yeah, I would say for me, we I remember literally sitting down with my wife and writing a splitting a sheet in half and writing pros and cons, uh, as opposed to going back to Jersey. I don't think we were ever going to go back to Jersey. We were actually going to move into Maryland, which is about three hours from Jersey. And felt like that was close enough to home, but far enough mm-hmm, away. Mm-hmm. Uh, sc- still a good, good school district, yeah. et cetera. But when we looked at that sheet and we wrote down pros and cons, it was like family, pizza, food. <laughs> like it was like, you know, and then everything else was like what you mentioned school district, cost of living, uh, our church home, uh, opportunity media opportunities, you know, I went into banking, still in banking with Community America Credit Union. Uh, so that's what went into that decision. But that, that's a great question because I don't think very many people realize what we do and how we factor that yeah. in. Because one, as you mentioned, your your income, no matter how big you were as a player, your income is guaranteed to go down. Yeah. And you have to factor that in. And some a lot of players don't do that. Uh, while they're making that transition from the league. All right. Let me get some love to the Kansas City area, though, because oh, yeah. the community, the business owners, the— um, Love us. The, I mean, the ability to transition out of playing NFL, where, where a lot of players struggle, mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely an emotional, mental stress to call it quits and to feel like I'm not part of that team anymore and I'm not welcome in the building anymore. Uh, let me start with Clark Hunt, Coach Reed. Um, at the time, it was um, Coach Ramil when yeah. I retired— um, there was never a point where I felt unwanted at Arrowhead Way. One Arrowhead Way never felt like a, like I was a stranger there. Mm-hmm. They always, uh, from the equipment staff to the, the, the general manager to the president, and Mark that's Donovan, not the case elsewhere. That's not. I'm, I mean, it's such it's such turnover at other organizations that unless you got a one on one, you know, with the Philadelphia Eagles, I love Philadelphia, but if, if I didn't know Lurie one on one, it would be Im- impossible for me to go back there under this new coaching staff, feeling like I had any right being anywhere near the current team. Yeah, It would just be alumni, know your role, stay on your side of the road, don't talk to the players, don't mess with the players. We got a good thing going, we don't want you to mess it up. Yeah. We're here in Kansas City with the alumni, with the ambassador group. Yep. It's almost like you're, uh, Andy has invited our uh, alumni, our ambassadors to kind of be an um, unspoken mentorship program yep. to let guys understand how you can transition out the league and make Kansas City your home. Yep, and they, they see the big picture because, as you mentioned, there's a lot of guys that fall, fall by the wayside, yep. 
they they you they look like they're spooling like the computer spooling in life because they don't have a connection and we have that blessing here with the Chiefs. All right, Dan in Kansas City, what's good? Hey, Dan. Hey, Sean. How you doing? Doing pretty good. Yeah, it was a great game. The Chiefs finally put a, a good game together. Everything, uh, special teams, offense, defense. Kelsey uh, with a touchdown. Scantling with a touchdown. Rice with a touchdown. Pacheco with a touchdown. And they did a good job. Uh, they, with uh, Joshua Palmer, even though he had 133 yards, they shut him down in the second half. They did a great job on Keenan Allen. And uh, Amani with a tipped interception. Well, tipped in the interception by Jerry Sneed. So let's keep it going with the Broncos. Take care of yourself, guys. Have a nice evening. All right. Dan, we appreciate that infusion of energy as we do each and every week. Yes, we got the donkeys coming up. We're going to talk about that in the fourth quarter. Continued dominance is on the menu. 17 opportunity for 17 straight times to beat them. Uh, there's nothing more finer in professional sports for me. All right, with uh, we got Big T. Big T, what you got? Barbershop in the house, man. Appreciate taking my call. Uh, so first of all, man, uh, Pat Mahomes, the, the king of swing, the best trigger man in the league. He was cooking. He did his thing. Receivers had a, a fantastic game, and you know Taylor, they were they were rocking and rolling. And Taylor Swift was in the house. And not only that, you know Travis Kelsey, man, on, on National Tight End Day, look at how what he put up the numbers. That dude is just a badass. He's the greatest tight end on the planet. Mm-hmm. He just keeps getting better and better. So way to go, Travis Kelsey, and the offense. And then, you know, let's talk about the defense a little bit. And and, and Brett Beach, man, you know, not only during the offseason with the draft picks, but look at the dudes he brought in on, on, for this defense. I'm Hume, Drew Tranquil, and Mike Edwards. Those guys are, are, are badasses. And those that defense was already badass. That's a nasty defense. And they pissed a shutout in that second half. That's tough to do in the NFL. They're going to take care of the donkeys. Let's go, Kansas City. Way to go, Chiefs. And as always, let's go, Chiefs. All right, Big T, we appreciate you, man. We appreciate the love. I I talk to a lot of people around uh, the city, around the Chiefs kingdom. You get text messages, uh, Twitter, et cetera, that love the show and uh, listen every week. We got actually employees of the Chiefs that drive home, coaches that listen to us on their way home on Thursday evenings. And uh, so I appreciate that love that they give to us. And don't be shy. Call in. Chat with us. You see, we like we ain't the polished cats that's on the air. We're going to have a conversation. <laughs> We're going to have fun. We're going to have to look up at the clock and be like, dang, third quarter's over. So we got text line. We'll tackle a couple more uh, when we get back, and we'll talk about this upcoming game against the Donkeys. Let's do it next. Players only with Damon Hughes, Thursday night starting at 6 o'clock on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. All right, we are back, players only. Fourth quarter of the show. Just got under eight minutes left in the show. We got a couple of text messages we want to get to from the 785. Shout out to the 757. That's your VA people. Trying to give you some love. You ain't even know that was a area code. Did you know? You ain't even know that was an area code up there, did you? Look at you. The 757 <laughs> TIDH2O, that Tidewater area home of Bubba Chuck, Allen Iverson, and many, many more. Michael Great Vick. Athletes. Michael Vick. It's just a, it's endless, endless. Yeah. Sean Barber. Not as many as Jersey, but there's still a lot. We go deep. All right, from the 816, Dana and Barber together always. As always, great players only love listening to you all. We appreciate you listening to us. And I love your bag. 
Yeah, buddy. There you go. And Midwest from the that. 620. Midwest, Middle America is such a heartwarming place to live. It's a great place to live. I love it. Yeah. I love raising my five kids here. Uh, yeah, it's been great. I concur. Yep. All right, Barbershop. You got the platform. We got the donkeys up. Well, man, listen, uh, you know, I do a podcast also. Uh, oh, yeah. Shout out to shout The out. Process. Upload his pro- his uh, podcast. If you out there listen to Players Only, you love Barbershop for the last few years here. He's got The Process going on the podcast. Show Weekly podcast on KCSN. Uh, it's called The Process. The Process is always greater than the product. Uh, have former players like Dana Hughes, great guys. Um, Krishna Koye, Deron Cherry, just a number of guys that have come through. Dante Hall, uh, Keith, Keith Cash, one of my upcoming uh, guests. Um, man, G Steels, it's a number of guys. But we talk about, you know, breaking down just exactly what you're saying. And so this past week I had G Steels on. I said, so, G, answer this question, fill in the blank. The Chiefs win if, and he's like, they get on the plane. I said, oh, <laughs> I said, oh no, no, no. I said, G, this is a serious. He said, no, I'm, ser- I'm dead serious. There's no way you lose 17, 16 times to the same opponent and you're going to make me feel like I got any kind of confidence. I got any, like, I basically know if they step off the plane and they show up and they stretch and it's time to kick off, unless there's some freak sickness that goes through the team and some of their star players, don't, like, they're they going to beat us. Like, so the Broncos know that. We know this as a fan base. That's why people talk about skills. trap games and all that kind of stuff. And he said, I mean, sometimes you just got to realize, like, your best ain't good enough. And that's just it. The Broncos' best is not good enough to beat the Chiefs. Um, it, and it hasn't been in 16 occasions. Yeah. So, uh, and then I feel that, all right, so let's stop that out and say, all right, the Broncos win if. He said the Broncos can win if they end up with no turnovers, um, less than five penalties, um, a, a few 50-50 balls go their way, kind of like uh, Addison uh, what the Minnesota Vikings did against the Travis Ward when mm-hmm. it's supposed to be a pick at the end of the half and it ends up being six points, and, that's and that the becomes the difference in the game. So if, if there's a bunch of 50-50 balls that we are supposed to pick off and somehow their receivers, uh, Judy and Cortland Sutton, end up taking up for touchdowns, then, again, I mean, the game of football, it always comes down to five plays. There's five plays that can turn the table, turn the tide in any ball game. They call it turning points. And if any of those, you know, four out of five end up going to the Broncos' way, doesn't make them a better team. But any given Sunday, anybody can win a football game. Yeah, I agree. The better football team is obviously here with the Chiefs. Uh, but we have to play good football. We've seen this happen. I, I go back on times um, during a tumultuous week uh, when the Green Bay Packers came into Kansas City yep. uh, several years ago. Chiefs were down and out, Winless. on and off the field, and we wind up beating an undefeated uh, Packers team. Anything can happen at any time. The weather's not supposed to be good. It's supposed to be in the low 30s with snow. That could be a factor in your 50-50 balls and anything else, ball security. We hadn't played in that yet. So I'm never going to overlook a team. I'm definitely not going to be as cut cut and dry and cutthroat as G Stills would be. But I totally understand the mindset because as a player in that locker room, we can say all the right things in the media leading up to the game, but in the in the locker room, we're like, we're about to whoop these boys again. Yeah. We're about to get them again. They can't. They got nothing for us. They haven't beaten us my whole career, and we why now? Why now? And uh, so that's got to be the mindset as a player. But from an outsider, you always get concerned about stuff like this because you know you know desperate teams. 
Desperate times call for desperate measures, and you don't want to be disrespectful to the point where you give them any kind of life. Uh, you want to keep them down. Remember last year when we went up there, got up, I believe it was 24 nothing, real quick, and they came back. And we was in, before we knew it, we were in a fight. Mm-hmm. Same thing here. Uh, even earlier, two weeks ago, we were up, and uh, we, we allowed the game to stay too close too long and give them a little bit of life. We can't allow that in this game. Uh, so I think the cheat, the better team will win. I feel like uh, there are so many different side stories in this game, not just the, the opportunity to win 17 straight. You're, you would tie for the second most in NFL history. Um, the first was 20 straight by the Patriots uh, way back in the 80s. Um, and now you have an opportunity to be in rare air uh, by having 17 straight wins over a divisional opponent. To me, that's something special. That's something, when you talk about being a former player, we just saw Dante Hall get inducted into the Ring of Honor. We had alumni slash legends weekend this past weekend. And those are the conversations you would have. 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, when Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and all these guys are being inducted into the Ring of Honor, and they're coming back, I bet you some of the conversation over some food will will revolve around, man, remember how much dominance we had over the, the, don- the donkeys? Remember when the Broncos could not beat us no matter what? So they'll hang their hat on it. They may not talk much about it now, but it's one of those things, just like Super Bowl wins, playoff experiences, off-the-field vacation things, and everybody goes their separate ways, raises their families, comes back for Legends Weekend, and you have those kind of conversations. So I look forward to being a part of those, sitting at the same table with those guys as an old, old, decrepit, get, get off my lawn, <laughs> old man by then, <laughs> and, uh, and being able to listen to them talk about those times. So, uh, yeah, with that being said, we got the Chiefs Broncos coming up this Sunday, and then we head on to Germany. Not sure if we'll have an opportunity to get on air next week, so if we're not, That'd be we'll, this thing. Yeah, if we're not available, we're having fun in Germany. I know I'll be there. That's Looking true. forward to that trip. But this, first things first, Wiener Schnitzel. Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> we'll be back, if not next week, the following week, hopefully talking about two wins for our Kansas City Chiefs. For Sean Barber, my man Julio, and Danon, I'm out. Players only. Talk to you later. Peace. Peace. Every time name gets mentioned. Papa said, oh, if I get that boy, I'm going to stick him in the house of detention. Well, I'm on my way. I don't know where I'm going. Players Only with Dane and Hughes, Thursday night starting at 6 o'clock on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on fire. 
even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.